Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Clinic on WISN, hosted by Jeff Kowal founder of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, and Chauncey Weisensell in studio. Good morning to both of you, Chauncey. Welcome back to the studios. Lovely to be here, Paul. Jeff Kowal, how are you this weekend? I'm well. How are you? I'm well as well, Jeff. <laughs> we, Boy, do we cover material on this show, but no matter what it is, it goes back to what you started years and years and years ago. How many years has it been, Jeff? Well, we started on WISN in 1997, um, and then we started doing this show in 2001, so it's what, 23 years this year. How long has the Kowal Investment Group been uh, doing the retirement? Since 1987, so we've been at it for, what is that? I got to get my math right. <laughs> Since 1987, 36 years, 36 Something like that's a long time and you've seen lots of different markets ups and downs and different cycles you know so what we talk about on saturdays is retirement planning monday through friday we hear you and your staff do the awesome market reports during the mark belling show that's every day in the three and five p.m news blocks that's more what's going on in the, the markets uh that day jeff and things as all they always seem like they're either volatile or they're really bad, or things are really good. And right now, it just seems like, oh, people are kind of happy. The markets have been up a little bit. Uh, but things change, and it is an election year, Jeff. Do you have any thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> um, uh, especially, it's it's going to be volatile. We think that uh, uh, it, it, because uh, Jerome Powell is probably a, a political hack, that he's likely to reduce interest rates, which is good for our clients because... Lower interest rates should be good because he uh, would like to get Biden reelected. So we think that that's uh, the lower interest rates are probably in the cards. Um, and again, that's good for businesses. It's uh, good for the balance sheets. Lower interest rates, uh, accessibility of money, that should help. Uh, but it's going to be volatile uh, throughout the year. A lot of the Record numbers are driven by the Magnificent Seven. A lot of people have heard about the seven stocks that are driving the market. So I think there's still some room to go. So it's going to be a fun year. It, indeed, it will. And we're here every Saturday on the Retirement Clinic. Chauncey, right after we're going to we're going to hit some current events coming up. You guys do this a lot. Uh, many times they're hosted by you know maybe Jay Weber or somebody. But these upcoming events are, are put on by the Cowell Investment Group. After that, we're going to jump to a cool conversation that kind of goes to the core of what you do. You're a certified financial planner, Chauncey. Yeah, that's right, uh, Paul. Um, it uh, takes a while to get that uh, uh, designation. It takes about a year studying, uh, followed by a lovely test, which was uh, I was happy to get behind me. Let's just say that. Which um, means you passed the I test. Did, I did pass the test, so I am a certified financial planner now, and uh, it's, it's wonderful. Glad I did it. Uh, difficult, but... Uh, good to do, good for me, good for my clients. Yeah, and the Cowell Investment Group has many, many locations all over town. We'll go over all of that real briefly at com. In fact, Jeff, before we get to all of that, I'll ask you about your events first because you have your an events tab, so we can always go to your website, com. What are those upcoming events? 
Well, the one's coming up pretty quickly. Next Friday, February 23rd, Aaron Spitzner, a great advisor in our office, is hosting an educational breakfast with Brian Boucher of American Advantage Lakeshore Insurance. That's at our Racine office. The two will discuss the current state of property and casual insurance, rate and coverage changes, personal umbrella liability policies, and more. It's a big deal when you look about at the types of things that can derail an otherwise successful retirement plan. Uh, not having the proper or the correct amounts and types of insurance are very important. So that's next Friday, February 23rd with Aaron Spitzner. Then again on Wednesday, March 20th, John White from our office is hosting an educational panel with Mike Smith of CPS Horizon, Pam Foti of Vesta Senior Network, and Christine Tosin of Tribute Companies. And the panelists will discuss end-of-life planning, long-term care needs, burial costs, and more. Big, important events, both of those uh, important topics when you look at retirement planning and the types of things, again, that can derail an otherwise successful plan. We talk about the investments. We manage about $1.2 billion of assets for our clients, which is pretty significant. But what are the types of things that can destroy those types of plans? So you have to look at the estate planning, the insurance, long-term care, taxes, all those things go into the planning. So for those two events on February 23rd and then again on March 20th, for more information on these events and to register, it's free, but you do have to register, go to thekowalway.com. That's K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Click on the events page or call 262-522-4040. Yeah, before we launch into Chauncey, I think you got a piece from Vanguard. Uh, the, what we have on the show Later on, Jeff, is what we do every Saturday, and that is called the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. We've got much in front of us, uh, but you mentioned your website. I'm going to mention your locations. Waukesha Racine in Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Cape Coral, Florida, and Delafield is the latest edition. I think you work out of that, Chauncey. Yeah, I uh, split my time about halfway between Delafield and Waukesha right now. Uh, a lot of clients out by Lake Country, and I work with Jeff on a lot of his clients out that way, and it's it's a beautiful location down there, kind of downtown Delafield. Um, come on down and see us. Uh, if you'd like to meet with us, happy to meet you down there. 262-522-4040 for any retirement questions. If that's the number we direct you right to the Kowal Investment Group or thekowalway.com. What's it a, a financial advisor all about? I mean, we, we kind of know, right, Chauncey? But you're going to reference something you just saw in Vanguard. Yeah, so the, there's an interesting Vanguard. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bit of a white paper that came out. It's pretty long, so I won't bore everybody with everything in there. Um, but it talks about an advisor's alpha. And when we talk about alpha, what alpha is with an investment is, is it's what's the excess return over and above kind of the average benchmark, right? Um, so if uh, you know, a benchmark is 7% and the return is 8%, you have 1% alpha. So that's alpha's excess return. So this talks about what is an advisor's alpha. So what is the excess return working with an advisor can add to your portfolio? Um, and this is certainly something obviously that's big with us, right? A lot of our clients um, nearing retirement or in retirement come to us and you know, a lot of them have done a good job accumulating wealth and now they're really looking for what's next? What do I do now? <clears throat> and so um, these are a lot of the different areas that we work with our clients and make sure that we're addressing. Um, there's three big ones on here I wanna cover. Um, one is behavioral coaching, the other is asset location and the other is spending strategy um, and kind of the withdrawal order 
um, surrounding your accounts, depending on how much you have in taxable accounts, IRAs, Roth IRAs, um, those different types of things. So real quick before we kind of kick off, um, there's some things in this research that aren't included, right? They can't define every avenue of value added to an advisor. Um, for example, charitable giving strategies, estate planning, tax loss harvesting, business continuation planning, all of these different things that we work with our clients on, it's, it's hard to put a value onto those things. Um, but there's <clears throat> about six or seven main things here that they focus on uh, when they're looking at this Vanguard paper. Um, asset location, cost effectiveness, rebalancing, behavioral coaching, asset location, spending strategy, and then total return versus investing. And it was interesting where the real value was added isn't necessarily from the investments portion of everything, right? A lot of people have access to mutual funds, ETFs, individual stocks, um, where the real value add comes in. Um, the biggest one on here is the first one I'll talk about is behavioral coaching. Um, and according to this white paper, behavioral coaching adds anywhere from you know, 0% ad, obviously everything could be 0% if it's not done well, right? Yes, it can. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the way up to a 2% annualized value add, right? So if you look at a typical advisor, maybe they charge 1% on your money, they're, they're covering your fee really in just that 2% value of helping you with behavioral coaching. Um, and so that's that's a big one to kind of discuss. And um, it goes on to say here, this can add a large amount of potential value. Most investors are aware of the time-tested principles, right, of investing and sticking with it. Um, but it's normal for people to get swayed by opinions from the experts, right? I got the air quotes on the <laughs> on the experts, right? People trying to grab headlines uh, on the talking heads on TV. Um, and some of the most significant challenges um, are those behavioral ones, and that's where an advisor can really kind of work, make up for any fee that they charge. See, I want to jump in real quickly, and we'll just take a, a quick second to ask Jeff Kowal his thoughts, because we did air quotes for the experts. There's so much information, Jeff, be it social media, valid websites, good places to go. Your own website is great, thekowalway.com. But in this day of AI that we're going to hear so much about, who can you trust as an advisor, Jeff? is It's a big deal. It's a big concern for most people. Well, that's true. One is the credentials. One, Another is that, you know, Chauncey mentioned that he's a certified financial planner. I'm a, I'm a chartered financial consultant. Uh, you also look at our experience, our expertise, the fact that we specialize in retirement planning and investments, this is what we do all the time. You mentioned that there's a lot of data out there, a lot of information. You can get it on, online and get just about all the information you want, but how do you convert that to wisdom, the information to wisdom, and how does it apply to your situation? So you may have a lot of information. None of it may apply to your situation. Uh, Chunchi talked about behavioral coaching. We did quite a bit of that last fall because a lot of the return last year wasn't until the last quarter. So we had to reassure our clients that we felt that, that the last quarter was going to be great, and it was. So staying in the market when you get cold feet. Uh, and again, last fall was a great example of that, and I think we did a pretty good job for our clients in that area. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Jeff. Um, you know, providing and we can provide some emotional, not detachment. They use that word in here. I don't really care for that word because our clients and their retirement and their planning means a lot to us. Right. That's why we do what we do um, to help them have a successful retirement. 
Um, but just having a third party to kind of step back and say, all right, this is this is the plan and we've stuck to the plan and we want you to stick with the plan, right? A lot of times where you can lose value is, you know, abandoning strategy because the markets are down or, or trying to chase a hot stock, right? Um, a lot of those timing issues, um, sometimes clients want to chase returns and things like that, right? You know, Jeff kind of talked about the Magnificent Seven, the tech stocks that have really run here. Um, you know, is it too late to maybe get in those? Well, you've missed a lot of the growth is already gone on those, right? At this point, because they are they are so high. Well, 2022, no one wanted to buy tech because it had gotten beat, or excuse me, 2023, no one wanted to buy tech because they had been so beat up in 2022. Well, then everyone at the end of 2023, oh, I want technology in my portfolio now, right? And so, you know, just making sure you have a well-balanced, well-diversified portfolio um, and sticking to those principles of holding that portfolio, not running to cash or chasing hot stocks. Chasing is a term I hear a lot. You're chasing it so you're a little, you're a step behind. You're reacting to the success of that stock, yeah. which never guarantees that there's going to be future. That sounds to me like you're trying to time the market. Retirement planning is more, I think, Chauncey, what we stress on this show for all these years that Jeff mentioned is the, the big picture. Yeah, you need to keep the big picture in mind, and that's where we run, you know, cash flow analysis, analyses, analysis, cash flow analysis. Um, it's just is <laughs> exactly. Um, we run those for our clients and say, okay, you know, we look at these, and here's where your assets are. Here's what you want to spend, and yes, you can meet your goals, um, but we don't want to derail that plan we've put together because the market's gone down and. Guess what? We already planned for that. What in just in case what happens if the market pulls back on us, um, and if the cash flow still looks good, um, then you know there's no reason to worry, right? And just stick to the plan, and we know that things are going to work out for us. All right. So the CoalWallWay.com has a lot of info, including events we're going to tell you about throughout the show. Jeff already touched on them at the beginning of the program. The founder is Jeff Kowal here today hosting the show along with Chauncey Weisensell, who is himself a certified financial planner. That is different, Chauncey, than going to the internet and just typing in the word financial planner. Yeah, anyone can say they're a financial planner, financial advisor, financial professional, all those different things. They're out there, right? And each of those titles can mean something a little bit different. Um, but you need to pass, you know, all the, the rigorous testing and courses that come along with being a certified financial planner. Um, and it's difficult and you cover estate planning and taxes and investing and um, all these different areas um, along the way. And it really gives you a, a, a great knowledge base for helping your clients. Uh, there are so many factors, Jeff, like long term care and some of these events you talk about hit these things like it, at a time you're grieving. Do you want to be concerned about burial costs? Right. Uh, the big picture of estate planning, the tax impact on your retirement planning goes to show Jeff there are so many things involved and that's what we do that's what we specialize in and when uh, you look at it uh, if you go to other firms they may say you know you're we'll help you with your mortgage we'll help you with kids accounts things like that oh you're retiring you will get you that retirement guy to come over here this is what everyone from top to bottom we all talk the same language at the Coal investment group we all talk retirement planning and we try to add value to our clients and that's what Chauncey has with this article that, you know, what's what's the value of having an advisor, especially one that specializes in retirement planning in the exact area that you need 
at the time that you're close to already in retirement. There's a few things we want to just finish up on that, Chauncey. It's it's from Vanguard. You 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 always talk talk about resources. Where do you hear things? How do you know this thing is credible? Whether it's an opinion piece or if it's information, there is now too much information out there, and that is part of the problem. Yeah, there's tons of information out there, and you know we like Vanguard. They're a reputable source, um, and they compiled a lot of data in here. Of course, they have plenty of disclosures and things like that in the article as well. Um, but a couple other things to hit on re here real quick um, with some of the value that an advisor adds is um, asset location is another big one. Um, that can add anywhere from zero to 0.6% um, return uh, on the accounts. And that's just right looking at what types of bonds, what types of, do I have mutual funds, do I have exchange traded funds, and what type of accounts, right? It's, it's beneficial to have maybe more exchange traded funds in those taxable accounts because they don't pay out capital gains each year like mutual funds do. Um, or maybe you have municipal bonds in those taxable accounts as well uh, if you have a high income so that as you know these bonds pay out their coupon payments that's those are exempt from federal income tax and if it's a wisconsin municipal bond you don't have to pay state tax on it either um, and so for higher income people those are good things to look at in those taxable taxable accounts and then in the iras of course allocation matters but if they're paying out dividends and capital gains and things like that it doesn't matter because those are all tax deferred you know, so trying to keep an eye on taxes and the types of accounts as well there and the types of investments you're putting in certain accounts. Um, it's not just always a one-size-fits-all uh, type of thing. And then the last big thing on here uh, was withdrawal order from client for client spending from portfolios. Um, it can have a huge difference, right, especially depending when you retire, the size of your accounts um, that you have. If you have you know large taxable accounts or large IRAs, um, kind of the the order they have on here and something we we do look at quite a bit is um, if once you're in RMD right of course we have to take required minimum distributions um, but next to take cash flows from those taxable accounts so if you have a joint account or TOD account or trust account um, to look at taking assets out of there next because they're a little bit the taxes on those are more favorable than having to pay income tax on IRAs and things like that um, and then, of course, you know, typically, I think it's in here as well, um, but we like to leave those Roth IRAs alone for as long as we can. And you know, certainly, if there's an emergency or something, we need a large amount of cash or something like that, and we're concerned about tax brackets, Medicare premiums, maybe you dip into those. Um, but we try to avoid that as much as possible to let that tax-free money grow as long as possible in those Roth IRAs. Um, you know, so the spending order of those accounts and how much do I take from where, um, is another really big um, value add that can be in the article. It's anywhere from 0%, of course, again, if it's not done properly, up to 1.2% of your portfolio that that can add in value. I might add, you're talking about why one might need a certified financial planner, and all of this information you're reading is exactly why one might need it. Jeff, there are people that don't pay attention to their taxes. They hire a tax guy. There are people that have an accountant for various things. When it comes to retirement planning, Jeff, why would that be any different? Well, it wouldn't be. And we work with trusted partners. There are those that we work with, the professionals, the CPAs, the attorneys that we trust. Uh, performance is not guaranteed. We have to let you know that. But with the work that we do with our clients, uh, what we can add by addressing all areas of planning, as you mentioned, Paul, the investments, the taxes, the legal part of it, and again, working with the trusted partners, the people that that, uh, that we work closely with on a regular basis for the benefit of our clients. And it all helps with the performance, with the smooth transition with uh, of your assets, 
with the taxation of it and again making sure that the assets ultimately go where you want them to go the sweet spot of what we do is once you've accumulated some wealth we use seven hundred fifty thousand dollars but if it's uh 750 a million two million ten million once you've reached that level how do you preserve it grow it take income from it and pass it on to your heirs in the most efficient way. And that's what Chauncey was talking about that we do at the Cowal Investment Group. We have to try to have the value added for you. Yeah, that, that yes. you sum that up very, very well. And a lot of folks think, does retirement planning end once, once you retire, Chauncey? Not really, right? You're always planning. It's do you want to be doing that in retirement? Yeah, exactly. And that's where we can take some of that stress off your plate, right? Do you want to take your family on a cruise and then have to oh worry about what's the market doing today or this week or um, any of those things, right? Take that outsource that stress to us, we like to say, so that we can take that off your plate. And it enables you really to think about it less and maybe, you know, really enjoy retirement without having that added stress. And that's why it's important to work with a financial advisor that you trust and you feel comfortable with and have a good relationship with, so you can let them take care of those things um, while you go off and enjoy your retirement that you work so hard for. That's well said. Chauncey Weisensell is in studio along with the founder of the Kowal Investment Group. That's Jeff Kowal, and both are going to be back with a lot more coming up. In fact, Jeff, what's your topic after the break? Well, Aaron has a great boss segment coming up, so you want to uh, listen to that one. But then we're going to talk about that America has never had so many 65-year-olds, and they're redefining the milestone. And, Paul, you can probably relate to this, and Chauncey, you too. Um, you're, although your dad might not be 65 yet, Chauncey, but nope. you know, once you reach, <laughs> when your parents reach age 65, what was it like for my parents when they hit 65? What was it like for your parents, Paul, when they hit 65? It's a lot different than when we're going to reach 65. More 65-year-olds in America right now than than ever before is that accurate yeah it's never had so many 65 year olds they're living longer so they're making it to 65 we'll talk more about that too and of course what's their financial situation like are they prepared did they plan and all of that good stuff jeff uh that's coming up next as you said the boss segment that's for business owners with aaron kowal today's show with jeff kowal and chauncey weisensell is part of the saturday retirement clinic that we do each saturday we're on at 10 o'clock on News Talk 1130 WISN, I'm Paul Cronforst. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. At some point, every small business owner needs to consider the end of their entrepreneurial journey and the next steps for their business. If you're thinking about exiting from your business, there are several options you should consider. One, family. Many family business owners already have family members in key positions inside the company. A natural next step might be to pass the business to the next generation. Two, employees. Another option is key employees. If there are people in place who can run the day-to-day operations of your business, consider talking to them about buying you out. Three, competition. Your competitors may be in the position to make significant gains with the purchase of your business, which could potentially unlock more value from the sale. A four, business broker. If you don't have the time, business brokers can help you find a potential buyer. And five, private equity. According to research, private equity drive acquisitions of private businesses are growing. 
The logistics of a private equity acquisition may not be for everyone, so it's important to seek guidance from a professional. Before you make a decision, consider each of these options carefully. Ask yourself what matters most to you and those affected by the sale. You will want to work with a team of trusted professionals to help you navigate the ins and outs of your exit plan. If you need help planning for the exit from your business, give our office a call at 262-522-4040. The Retirement Clinic continues here on WISN, Wisconsin's most listened-to radio station. And part of that programming, during the Mark Belling Show, during the 3 and 5 o'clock news blocks, you will hear the Kowal Investment Group and their daily market updates. Jeff, you've been doing that for a long time. And in just a minute or so, you sum up the day's activities. Markets go up and down, and people get a little emotional about those things, don't they? That's right. Well, we try to do them on a daily basis. It's at the 3 o'clock news block and the 5 o'clock news block, 5.30-ish it usually happens. We try to give you an idea of what's driving the market that particular day, whether it's a government report, um, an earnings report, whatever happens to be driving the market up or down that particular day. We try to give you a so what. So how does it apply to me and my life, my portfolio that particular day? We wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and NASDAQ all in one minute, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks on Mark Belling's late afternoon show. And also, uh, later the show will remind you, uh, two events coming up. One this Friday, February 23rd, Aaron Spitzner hosting it. Wednesday, March 20th, John White. These are put on by the Kowal Investment Group. But um, And we also want to thank Aaron Kowal for his business segment. The boss segment, as always, we talk about business owners, savings, and security at the beginning of our second segment. But, Jeff, there are 65-year-olds in this country. I don't want to say an alarming rate, but at the highest rate, <laughs> Right. Well, it is nearly the highest rate. It's pretty interesting because America has never had so many 65-year-olds. That's the headline from the Wall Street Journal, and they're redefining the milestone. A record number of people will turn 65 this year, more Americans uh, than any time prior history. Today's 65-year-olds are redefining a milestone long associated with retirement parties and the end of productive years. They are wealthier by many measures, healthier and expected to live another 20 years there's this one was kind of interesting paul and chauncey a growing share are divorced we'll talk about that too uh being 65 is not just another just thinking about who you were but what you might become that's according to ken dykewald he's the ceo of age wave he would put these uh for, for the last 30 years, I've heard of him and the studies he's put together on age wave and the, the different demographics. Our own parents and grandparents, he says, weren't typically thinking of new ventures and possibilities after 65. They were winding down. You know, you got the gold watch, you kind of uh, sailed off into the horizon. That's how it used to be. But now about 4.1 million Americans will reach 65 years old this year reaching a surge that will continue through 2027. And I have a chart here. You can see it on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the bar graph that shows that that keeps going up about 11,200 a day compared to 10,000 daily average for the previous decade. And it's not winding down, it's just starting. So a couple of the key things, key takeaways from this is that one is that people are working longer. Nearly 20% of Americans 65 and older were employed in 2023, which is nearly double the share of those 
who were working 35 years ago. Uh, that's according to Pew Research Center. Uh, more are working and tending to work more hours. Close to two-thirds of those uh, older employees are working full-time compared to nearly half in 1987. They're earning more, too. The average is $22 an hour, up from $13 an hour inflation adjusted, so nearly double. So it makes sense for them to, and, and we've talked about this in the past. One of the big reasons why people like having uh, employees 65 or older, they know the history of the company. They, they don't have to train somebody. They're efficient. They're going to show up to work. A lot of those good reasons. Now, we know the next generation. We know people like Chauncey are responsible. They're going to be doing, but doesn't have the um, the years, you know, we uh, behind you. And sometimes you just need a couple of gray hairs. And that's why a lot of those in age 65 are still working longer. Many in this age group are working because they need the money or want to build a bigger retirement reserve so they don't outlive their savings. So the first one is uh, is uh, working longer. Um, and Chanchi, you probably see that with your practice as well. Yeah, we see that with a lot of our clients. Um, you know, they'll come in and they'll maybe they'll be in their early 60s and they're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I'm considering retirement, I'm getting there. And um, But so many of them, I mean, even if you show them a plan and their plan looks good and they can retire now and they'll, they'll keep working. I mean, they enjoy it, they like the people and um, the work that they do and it's it's something to do, right? And I think maybe part of that sometimes is people are a little bit afraid of the unknown of retirement and what am I gonna do now? Um, but, you know, a lot of people do it for the socialization and wanting to just go to work and see the people and, you know, uh, the, the extra money is always, a, it's not a, it doesn't hurt at all for sure. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are working longer, well, even past 65. The stat, Chauncey, that Jeff is bringing up, that America's never had so many 65-year-olds as now, right? Also, Jeff, I, I heard a couple things that just, I, that stand out. You said uh, the end of a productive era. It, Retiring, you might, your sense of worth. There's that psychological part of retiring that you've touched on over the years, Jeff, that everybody reacts differently. The other, the flip side is you can't wait to retire. You almost count down the days because you just, you want to relax for a bit. But you also said you might live another 20 years old, 85. Yeah, 20 years, yeah that's right. That's Once you reach age 65, the chances of you hitting 85 is, is more likely. The statistic, once you've reached that point, um, and a lot of our clients work because they want to, not because they have to. But, and Chauncey can verify this as well, that our clients, most of them are happy to be planning for the retirement. So that, so then it's an option for them. If they walk away from work, great, they have enough money to do that. And Chauncey mentioned earlier that we'll do cash flow projections, not analyses or analysis, it's projections. There you go. <laughs> so you know, you Keep it simple. Pronounce. That's right. We do casual and we do uh, a bad timing scenario so that, um, you know, if, if something bad does happen in retirement and people are, right now, those that are 65 or older are wealthier than their predecessors. They're saying those that are retiring between 65 and 74 have 45% more money than they did 35 years ago. And, and the article says from Wall Street Journal, some of the 45% increase in net worth reflects rising values in homes and retirement accounts. But not all baby boomers have fared well. Those 75 and older have only had only a 13% gain, not a 45% gain. But there are more ways to save, but 
uh, you know, again, we've seen this over the years. Today's 65-year-olds have more to spend, more to spend, but fewer have pensions that offer protected monthly income. So they might have more cash than they did 35, 40 years ago, but less than the guaranteed pension income. Jeff, I got a question for you. 65 is a magical age in a way, right, for retirement. It's when you can start taking Medicare. There's all these rules when you can start Social Security. Address that for a bit because 65 might just be that that year when, well, you know, it's time to retire. Now I've got Medicare, so I don't have to worry about my own health insurance any longer if you had great benefits at your job. There is a psychological part to it as well, Jeff. Absolutely. And back in the day, way back in the day when Social Security started, you would start getting Social Security at age 65 because the life expectancy was 66. So they didn't expect for you to be paying out for too long. Now, uh, Medicare starts at age 65. You can start taking a reduced amount of Social Security at age 62. But a lot of people still have that age 65 ingrained in their minds. Um, either uh, retirement plans might have provisions that won't kick in until age 65. A lot of times pension plans and others are designed to start at age 65. So it's still a pretty popular age. But again, with people living longer now, wanting to work healthier, uh, and a greater share of 65-year-olds reported um, meeting federal physical activity guidelines of 150 minutes. I didn't even know this was a federal guideline. <laughs> 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic activity a week and strength training. More more are healthier, I guess is what they're saying. Staying active and muscle strength and things like that can help uh, fight off the risks of cardiovascular disease, falls, depression, and maybe even Alzheimer's. They say that uh, um, a good, um, a healthy, can, healthy lifestyle can do that. This one's kind of interesting though, Paul, and, Chauncey, I think it's the divorce rate among people 65 and older has more than tripled since 1990, uh, says socialist Susan Brown, co-director of the National Center for Family Marriage Research. It isn't clear why a larger share of 65-year-olds are getting divorced, but it could partly because of the result of longevity. So what does that say? If you live another 20 years with this person, you but I'm not going to do it. So most of us love our spouses and we're happy to be spending a longer period of time with them. But the divorce rate has tripled among those age 65 and older. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The term gray divorce has been used on the show before, Jeff. Individuals that retire, that are 50 mainly or older, over 50, married for quite some time, all of a sudden, they're getting divorced. Now you're talking about a 65-year-old getting divorced and I'm assuming that marriage was you know, longevity, there is like 20 plus years of marriage. Sure. So they can afford it. It's time, you know, they just, for whatever reason, they want to get divorced. Whether you like yeah. these facts, you call them sad. These are facts, Jeff, that the divorce rate is is over 50% in the country. Yeah. And now we're learning well, today, it's all thing. ages too. You're right. And increasing more among those a little bit older. And the last thing is here is a higher purpose. Having a higher purpose more than having youthfulness among age 50 and older, according to the Harris Poll survey, it's good for our health if you have a higher purpose, a lower risk of Alzheimer's, heart disease, and stroke when you can make other people happy. Uh, Volunteering, and they talk about Eagle Scouts and Boy Scouts and baby hugging and all different types of things that you can do, the types of things that uh, 
you know, it's not the most important things in life aren't things. It's things that you can do for others, things you can do with your family, and the quality of time that you can spend with your family and with others. Yeah, well said, Jeff. I, I agree with everything. You mentioned these events that you're putting on coming up. One is this Friday, actually. Uh, we'll touch on those coming up in the show. You can, in the meantime, always go to thekowalway.com. There's an events tab there, along with a lot of other good stuff on your website, Jeff, thekowalway.com, all over social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Please check it out. And leading to your questions, if you have retirement questions, 262 522-4040. Coming up is the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. Chauncey Weisenzel is here, certified financial planner, along with the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, Jeff Kowal. Any teases, Jeff, for this uh, particular version? This one was going to be all-encompassing. Usually we'll try to pick out something that's more um, not necessarily sophisticated. This one, Lisa, I thought was uh, uh, Kiplinger did a nice job of laying out the things you should know about estate planning. It's coming up next. The Retirement Clinic continues every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. News Talk 1130 WISN. Back with the Retirement Clinic on WISN. The Kowal Investment Group, Jeff Kowal is here. Chauncey Weisensel. This is the weekly feature we call Wealth Management and Preservation. Uh, Jeff, and you said it's going to be kind of all-encompassing. It is. Um this shows for everybody this particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more uh unique characteristics for those who have accumulated some wealth how do you preserve it grow it take income from it and pass it on to your heirs and what coal investment group is no most known for is that we help clients grow and thrive in retirement without ever sacrificing their way of life that they've worked so hard to build and this one a lot of times and it's surprising to me and apparently to the author of this kiplinger's article a few people actually have wills and trusts. So what I wanted to do with this is just quickly go through some of the things you should know about estate planning. It's all about taking charge of your legacy. Again, it's a Kiplinger's uh, report, retirement report. Uh, an estate plan lays out what you want to happen at your death. And when you're physically or mentally incapacitated, no wonder most people procrastinate creating one. That's probably the biggest reason because they think that if you plan on your what happens when you die that you're going to die. Well, it's silly. Um, it's shocking how many people don't have their documents in order. Uh, director of estate planning with Mass Mutual says only one out of the three Americans have an estate plan, according to a 2023 survey from Senior Living Directory Service Caring.com. Uh, while a state plan cannot prevent death or illness, it can protect your family from stress, grief, and emotional fallout. Um, once you're gone, it's really hard time for your family. People don't always react the best ways. Um, so what do you what do? You do? Well, let's talk a little bit about the estate planning. Estate plan covers decisions in life and at death. Uh, your estate plan lays out what you want to happen in the property at death, who gets what and when. Do you want to leave anything for charity? Who will be the executor? Who will be in charge of distributing your estate? So that's a basic thing. That's what the estate plan covers. In many cases, you need more than a will. A complete estate plan has a few documents. Your last will and testament lays out what will happen to you. A financial power of attorney names someone to manage your financial accounts. Healthcare power of attorney names someone to make your healthcare decisions. 
you gotta be careful who who you do that because if you know you name the person who's gonna be inheriting your money to to decide whether you pull the plug on you or not. <laughs> yeah, they, that you have to be a little bit careful with that. But if you don't have a plan, the government decides for you. Uh, and each state has laws for what to do when someone dies or becomes incapacitated without an estate plan. Now, you think that, that somebody who has a million dollars or more, of course, they're going to have wills and trusts. It's surprising to us how many people mm-hmm. um, come into our office that either don't have one or have had one that's 20 years old. Is that right, Chauncey? Yeah. I mean, it's it, mm-hmm. it never ceases to you know amaze me or surprise me when people come in and you know, you've got a million, two million, five million dollars and it's, okay, when did you last do your will? And, oh, I, I don't have one. Or, oh, I did one, you know, when the kids were little and that was you know, 25, 30 years ago. And it's all right. Now we have some things we need to address and concerns we probably have moving forward here uh, until we take care of those things. We don't like addressing our our mortality. I think that's human nature. Chauncey, am I correct? It's a difficult thing to talk about death, planning for your death, but is it the right thing to do? It's almost like, you know, you have to do it, but you keep on procrastinating. Yeah, it's one of those things it's uncomfortable to talk about. No one likes to talk about it or think about it. Same thing with like life insurance, long-term care insurance. You can group those in there too. Pe- things people don't want to think about but are, are necessary conversations you have to have um, to put together a good, solid retirement plan. And I would say this, Jeff, there's different levels, right? There's a power of attorney. There's a will designating beneficiaries. Then the granddaddy of estate planning is a trust. You work with estate planners. You've had many as guests, Jeff, on this show over the years. Well, that's just it. And, and that's the key to working with someone like our trusted partners. That's why we work with them. They're not chasing ambulances by day and doing estate planning by night. They are some of the best estate planning professionals in town. And you, you alluded to it, both of you did. Sometimes those are difficult conversations, especially if you have blended families. You know, who do you want the money to go to if it's a... a, a a kid from a different marriage or something like that. So those are sometimes difficult decisions to have. And you also mentioned beneficiaries. Those are designations that override your will. So it doesn't matter what your wills or your trusts say, because if you have a beneficiary designation that names somebody else on your life insurance policies, on your IRAs, that takes precedent over anything else. Another thing is that you mentioned trust, Paul. And trust funds, I like this. The easy way to describe it is that controls your assets during your lifetime and then gives direction for when you pass away as to who gets it and at what time. And those are private. You don't, those aren't made public. Wills can be public. Trust can be private, which we like that. A lot of times that's a better way to go. Not always, but a lot of times it's a legal entity that holds property for the benefit of somebody else. You can set up a trust fund to control how your money and property are distributed at your death. If you're worried about your 18-year-old grandson being able to manage a six-figure inheritance, you could put money in a trust fund and have delayed distribution, which we, you know, maybe age 25 or finishing college or other things. So there are some restrictions. Special needs trusts, if you have um, special needs uh, uh, beneficiaries. Uh, A couple of last things, a good plan speeds up inheritances. When you die, the state courts will review your will and distribute your assets to the listed heirs. So that's a cleaner way to do it. It could potentially save on taxes. Don't try this at home. There are online services. I'm not a big fan of that. A lot of times it's an election for probate where you think you have everything in order because you did it online. 
I, I'm not a big fan of that. I'd rather go to a professional who deals with it all the time, is familiar with Wisconsin law or whatever state you happen to be in. Those are the ones that we like to go to. And you know you can get great professional help with them. Good stuff, uh, Jeff, with our weekly wealth management and preservation segments. There's an event this Friday. There's another event coming up in March on the 20th. We're going to tell you about those with the Cowell Investment Group when we come back on the Retirement Clinic. This is WISN. Wrapping up the Retirement Clinic, Jeff Kowal. A couple of events coming up. One of them is this Friday, the 23rd of February. That's right. So you have to hustle with this one. Next Friday, February 23rd, Aaron Spitzer is hosting an educational event with Brian Boucher. American Advantage are going to discuss property casual insurance, rates, coverages, personal umbrella policies, things that can destroy an otherwise successful plan. Also then on Wednesday, March 20th, John White is hosting an educational panel. Uh, we're talking about uh, end of life planning, long-term care, burial costs, and more. February 23rd, this coming Friday, and Wednesday, March 20th, go online at thekowalway.com or 262-522-4040 to pre-register. Yeah, we always send people to that phone number with questions as we wrap up today's show. Again, 262-522-4040 or thekowalway.com. And we thank Chauncey Weisenselt, Certified Financial Planner. Have a great weekend, Chauncey. Yep, you too, Paul. Thanks. And to the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, Jeff Kowal. Have a great weekend, Jeff. Thanks. You too, Paul. We'll be back next Saturday, 10 o'clock each week for the Retirement Clinic here at News Talk 1130 WISN Milwaukee.